What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 355th, 55, 50, yeah, that's right, episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. With me on this Easter Sunday is Will. Well, I don't celebrate holidays, but sure, it's just Sunday to Will, which you know what that means? Chest day. Sunday is chest day. So I oh. hope everybody's out there doing their bench presses, their incline <laughs> bench presses, their chest flies, uh, chest dips. Um, I also do core on Sunday. So okay. you want to do some bicycles, some butt ups, and some toe touchers. You'll be good. Get swole. My family was never super religious, so Easter to me was wake up early, find the Easter basket that your parents hid in the house, and then eat candy and watch Balto. Didn't I don't know what Balto is. What? Is that about a dog? Yeah, it's the 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 sled dog thing that's actually like I, I have no idea what you're Anyways. talking about. Didn't your family tell me a story where one year you guys got a bunch of uh, packs of Pokemon cards for Easter and you wouldn't let anybody else open any of them? Mm. Didn't I hear that story? No, I never got TCG cards for Easter. I did one year get the Pokemon trading card Game Boy game. Oh, that's Easter. right. It took me forever to find that Easter basket. And when I did, there was a, there was a, a thick... I wouldn't say it was like a book, but it was like thicker than a magazine, but it had all the prices for Pokemon cards from like base set, I think all right before Rocket. So I was just in love with that. And that was also the year I got the game, but I didn't realize the game was under all the grass in the basket. So my parents were like waiting for me to discover the game, but the magazine at that point was good enough for me (laughs) as a kid. I was like, oh, this magazine's awesome. It says my Charizard card is worth 250 bucks. Oh, now, here we go. The economics of TCG cards again. And now and now it's worth, I think, maybe 25 base set Charizard Wait, is not. Is this a first printing of Charizard? Yeah, base set. The original Charizard. Uh, I mean, we can see what TCGplayer.com has, has to say. Sure. Because that's where you go. That's, sure. that's the, that the free market as the... Uh, <laughs> As the, uh, what are they called? The economists like to call it? The free market, I think Uh, they call it. Price, uh, (laughs) let's do price only, and we want to do price high to low. Uh, No Greg here, by the way. They are are forced into some Easter family event. Oh, the worst. All right, Charizard Star, Delta Species, Mm. Dragon Frontiers. No, no, not that one. Yeah, that's six hundred and ninety nine dollars. Yeah, that is, I think, one of the most expensive Charizard is Delta's series. <laughs> I don't understand why. Base uh, set can, Charizard. Uh, uh, I don't think there's any for sale. Fire Red Leaf Gym Challenge Plasma Storm Legendary Collection. These are still quite pricey. See, we don't want base set. Unli- is base set unlimited? The reprint? I can't. Remember. There was a reprint of oh. these too. This is which is kind of. Not I've got you're... Charizard base set. Okay. N- number four. Sure. Uh, rarity, hollow rare, $81.73. Oh, did it go up? That's market price, but there are some that are like, oh, heavily played is $17. Damaged is $17.99. Uh, so eBay, PS, somebody is selling $19.99. PSA 8. We've talked about PSA. Why are we so much PSA the last... <laughs> 
<laughs> we need to get somebody from PSA on this program yeah. so they can explain their techniques. Uh, PSA 8, which is near mint condition, base set Charizard, not first edition. First edition is, we're not talking that. Let's not get wild here. $27. PSA 8, pretty good. Um, yeah. It's, you know, whatever. People are trying to flood the market. PSA $9, But, I mean, you can't even play the card anymore. No, no, you wouldn't want to. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a great card. It's too many energies, not enough hit points. But speaking of the TCG, Will, what a great transition I have here. We'll get into some Pokemon news. We have TCG stuff. We have Shinies. We have somebody getting... A uh, restraining order in Pokemon Go. We have the news. Yes. Uh, We also have some Detective Pikachu stuff. But we're going to start off with some TCG news here. This is off Pokemon.com. I know, very small, up-and-coming website here. Really hard to trust their news. But Pokemon.com. The 2020 season Pokemon TCG format rotation... At the beginning of every championship series seasons, Pokemon Organized Play will remove older expansions from the competition in the standard format with the goal of maintaining a healthy and competitive environment. This rotation challenges existing players to create new strategies and enable new players to get involved in play Pokemon events using the most recent releases, aka we want you to buy more cards. Please. The 2020 season starts July 1st, 2019, so players can get an early start working towards the 2020 Pokemon World Championships. However, the rotation will not occur fully until August 15th, 2019. Wait a minute. August 15th, 2019? Here comes the kicker. The day before the World Championships? Importantly, this means that the 2019 Pokemon World Championships, which take place August 16th through 18th, will be the first major event to use the 2020 format and rules currently listed. How dare. For other competitors... (laughs) For other competitions taking place this summer, be sure to head out over to... Uh, the events, rules, and regulations before attending. The 2020 season will consist of the following. Sun and Moon, Ultra Prism, and any expansion afterwards. Black Star promos, Sun and Moon 94 and up. And cards from the following sets are also legal. Dragon Majesty and Pokemon TCG Detective Pikachu. Heck yeah. Starting with the 2020 seasons, cards from the McDonald's collection will be legal in the standard format if if they're functionally identical to a card that is legal in the standard format. For example, I know this might be confusing, McDonald's collection 2018-8-12 is functionally the same Magnemite card from Sun and Moon Ultra Prism so it can still be used in the standard format. New expansions become legal for tournament play on the third Friday of the month they are released. So again, to clear up any confusion, if there was a card like uh, Ultra Ball, which there has been probably 12 plus different Ultra Balls. I'm sorry, Ultra Ball is being rotated out. Shh, we're not there yet. Don't spoil. Okay, sorry, okay. 
there's like a current format ultra ball but if you had an ultra ball from like eight years ago as long as the text on the card is the same you're allowed to use it so that's what they're saying with the mcdonald's some of the mcdonald's cards the art might look different but as long as everything matches you're allowed to use it so does that mean i can use my 10 year old double colorless energy you could you if you have very old double colorless energies and they match you're more than able to use it now you might you know, be thinking about getting into the TCG and you're not sure what, you know, cards are allowed here. Anything after Ultra Prism is allowed, which cuts a lot of the old stuff out. So Ultra Prism is also going to get you uh, Forbidden Light, Celestial Storm, Dragon Majesty, Lost Thunder, Team Up, and then the newest set that comes out in about a week, which is Unbroken Bonds, and then any set after that. There's another format called Expanded for people who like to play with the older cards. Magic the Gathering has something like this too, but I think it's called Legacy? Oh, Magic the Gathering's got 200 formats. Don't even try <laughs> to compare. Um, I think it's actually more like modern. Oh, okay. I know there yeah. is a Legacy, isn't there? Legacy goes all the way back. Modern goes part of the way back. So the Expanded format in the Pokemon TCG will remain unchanged. You are also allowed to use cards from Generations, Double Crisis, Dragon Vault, Shining Legends, Dragon Majesty, the Pokemon TCG Detective Pikachu, Black and White Trainer Kit, and any trainer kits released forward, and McDonald's Collection 2011 and later. <laughs> it's really weird. What about Plasma Blast? Can I play Plasma, Plasma Blast? Plasma Blast is part of Black and White, so yes. What about Plasma Freeze? Plasma Freeze is also good. You get your hypnotoxic laser if you want. Heck yeah. What about Shining Legends? Shining Legends? You're good. <laughs> of course I'm good. Everything, everything's good. Okay. Oh. So going back to standard format, this is really weird because if because what we talked about earlier, let's say you, you have really old Ultra Balls. You're still allowed to play those because they keep making new Ultra Ball cards. When they, well, no, no, no. They kept making they new kept Ultra Ball. They kept making new Ultra Ball cards. They, because we are losing base set Sun and Moon, um, which is currently... So right now what is legal is Sun and Moon, Guardians Rising, Burning Shadows, Shining Legends, Crimson, Va Crimson Invasion, Ultra Prism, and then everything I listed. So they're cutting one, two, three, four, five full sets. Because as of the start of After Worlds, everything Sun and Moon was legal, which makes sense because, you know, Sun and Moon is still the current game and everything. But for rotations, they normally do two years back, around two years back, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I think Sun and Moon, yeah, Sun and Moon came out in the United States on December 9th, sorry, February 3rd, 2017. So yeah, Sun and Moon is, that base set is two years old now. So this makes sense. I don't think anyone was surprised. But they didn't reprint a lot of cards that you would have thought they would have reprinted. <laughs> I'm pulling this from Purple Cliff, who, uh, one of my friends who is a uh, Twitch, specifically Pokemon TCG streamer. And he went ahead and he tweeted all the major cards uh, that are going out of rotation, which might alarm some people because these are staples to almost every single deck 
and have been for a long time. <laughs> yes. Now, some some have been staples since Sun and Moon has debuted. Some have been staples way before that. One of those being Ultra Ball, which yeah. is no longer playable. I, I remember. I remember when Ultra Ball was literally saved because they printed it as a secret rare. And that was the only thing that kept mm-hmm. it in the format one year. Like, I can't remember a single deck in the trading card game that I built without four... Like, four Ultra Balls was a staple in every deck. You have 56 cards in a deck plus four Ultra Balls. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's mind-blowing to me that they're rotating that out. Okay, I'll go through the whole list. We'll talk about them. Tapulela, Guzma, Ultra Ball... Double Colorless Energy, Nest Ball, Timer Ball, Zorark GX, and Let Loose Marshadow. There are a couple Marshadow cards, but specifically Let Loose Marshadow is the, the one you want. Well, for me, the most shocking was the Double Colorless Energy. That has just been Double forever. Colorless Energy wasn't base set. They've literally... <laughs> it's just like, it has been there forever, and now it's gone <sighs> like so it's <laughs> so weird so many cards require it's like so many decks also require double colorless energy like nest ball and timer ball these are just other like, ways to get pokemon out of your deck onto your bench zorak gx easily one of the most dominant cards in the format uh it has very good move where it does about 120 damage for one Double colorless energy. Uh, well, it it did. Well, it, did. it does nothing now because it's rotated out on, along with its energy. On top of that, it had one of the most incredible abilities, which lets you discard one card from your hand to draw two cards. Uh, because it was a double colorless energy attacker, it really worked in every deck. Um, if you had three Zoroarks on your bench and you had one card in your hand, you discard that one can't card draw two use the other zoroark's ability to discard that one card draw two more use the last one you go from one card to ultimately four cards in your hand looking at six new cards which is extremely powerful yeah tapu lele again another staple ever since it was introduced tapu lele when you put it onto your bench you have the ability to go into your deck and look for any supporter card you want and put it into your hand so, like, I feel like, realistically, they could have just got rid of Double Colorless Energy and kind of, quote-unquote, nerfed Zorark and Tapu Lele indirectly because the only reason you'd ever put energy on those Pokemon is because you had a Double Colorless. Man, so weird. And then the, yeah. the weirdest part about all of it is they're doing rotation the day before Worlds... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's not that people can't prepare, but wow. That just seems so strange. Because people will know what cards are out. It's not like they're going to release a new set right before. Right. Worlds. Yeah. They'll, so. still, they'll still have time to prep. Um, and they'll still have plenty of playtesting. And obviously the people who, you know, will make worlds, they're good enough to be able to adapt to pretty much any deck. Yeah, and, and like for people who who don't play the TCG or who haven't played it in any level of seriousness, like you know, Steve and I did um, for a while. For people who take it seriously, seriously, 
they play test every day. And they will play test with virtual cards, not just with the cards they have in their hands. You know, they'll go online to not even not only the TCG online, but there are other simulators out there um, so that they can do play testing that way. So, yeah, it's it's a whole other world of you can't believe people are taking the Pokemon TCG this seriously. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But that's what it takes to get to Worlds. It's always an exciting time. It's also uh, usually a very good time get into the TCG when that ha- when a rotation yeah. happens. Yeah, because there's fewer old cards that you would need to look for and have to buy as singles and everything like that. Okay, next bit of news here is off Pokemon.com as well. From big to small, you see them all with a new Pokemon size chart collection. Kanto to Alola book. You can now... See how uh, your favorite Pokemon measure up. You mean I can't tell from watching the cartoon? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> Pokemon come in all many shapes and sizes, but how do they stack up? You can now find out with the new Pokemon size chart collection, Kanto to Alola book. This book contains seven pullout posters that will take you through seven generation, re- seven different regions. Kanto, Johto, Hoenn, Sinnoh, Unova, and uh, Kalos, Kalos. I don't know how they say it. I watched the anime last night, and I was like, they say it funny. Hmm. K, K, I think it's K, Kalos. It's either nah. one of those two. I think it's Kalos. I think so. Uh, and Alola, while showcasing Pokemon originally discovered in each one, the Pokemon size chart collection, Kanto to Alola, also includes legendary and mythical Pokemon, Ultra Beast, and special Alolan forms. Each multi-panel poster unfolds for viewing and then neatly folds back in for safe storage. The posters will also feature perforated edges, can be removed and displayed wherever you would like. This is a fun book that provides Pokemon fans a visual reputation of the world of Pokemon, and it's now available wherever books are sold. I know know that they can't make things overnight. I understand that that's a... That, like, this book was probably being worked on for a couple months? I mean, not with that attitude, they can't. Why, why, why did they just not wait? Why, why release it now? You have... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there will not be any new Pokemon in Galar. 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 That just sounds awful. Maybe there will not be any new Pokemon in Galar besides the three starters. <laughs> Maybe they already have the the. Maybe they just want to double dip. Maybe they're doing Canto to Alola, but they just took the same exact book. They're adding the Galar later, and they're just gonna Next resell year. resell that again. Everything's they, they, all. <laughs> they know their audience. It's like slightly like I guess it would have made more sense if this came out like closer to the release of Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. But we're like a new game and a new another new game coming. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little weird, but I don't know. If if you're looking for an Easter gift, maybe seventeen fifty on Amazon. Oh, it's out already? Yeah. I thought it was just like ah It's like a that's like a it's like a dollar seventy a region. So, that's not bad. Yeah. There you if go. you like having books lying around your house. Ugh. Alright, one more bit of news here before we take our break. This is from IGN. 
why Mr. Mime was almost cut from Pokemon Detective Pikachu, an IGN first. I guess maybe that means IGN exclusive. <laughs> sure. Uh, this was from James in our Slack community who sent this over from our Attic channel. Uh, they talk about Avengers Endgame in the beginning, probably for SEO clicks. We're going to skip the first like four paragraphs of this article. Okay, so today we have an exclusive image of Detective Pikachu's Legendary Pictures, Warner Brother Pictures, and the Pokemon Company's comedy adventure based on the beloved media franchise. This is the first ever live ad- adaptation of the Pokemon brand. While there are many live-action Pokemon in the upcoming Detective Pikachu movie could be described as cute, cuddly, or ferocious, one in particular set a collective shiver down the fans of spi- down fans' spines, Mr. Mime. Most Pokemon resemble various pets, pets, beasts, and creatures, but Mr. Mime is a tiny person missing just enough human-like qualities, like a nose, <laughs> that technically makes it a Pokemon. We will always accept this because of Pokemon's cartoony nature, but it's bringing it into the real world that makes that makes us take a second horrifying look at what it really is. It turns out that di- film director Rob Letterman had to go through quite an ordeal to use Mr. Mime in the film, even going as so far as needing approval from the president of the Pokemon company. IGN talked to Letterman about this quest to bring Mr. Mime to life, and it's a story that's just as unexpected and ridiculous as Mr. Mime itself. The process of getting Mr. Mime in the movie took two years because it was one of the first ideas Letterman came up with while reading the video game script for Detective Pikachu on which the movie is loosely based. In the game, a player must... In the game, the player must interact with a Mr. Mime to obtain an item. Is that true? I don't remember a Mr. Mime at all in the game. Um, me either. Oof. Did IGN even play this game? I, hmm. The only, like, Pokemon that, like, you have to interact with that's, like, giving you a runaround in the game is Klefki. No, the, um, the ghost water ghosts dudes. The waiters on the cruise ship. You had to interact with them, too. Water ghost waiters? Yeah, the little, what are the jellyfish dudes? Frillish. You had to interact with the Frillishes as they were being waiters on the cruise ship. I don't remember Mr. Mime at all. He's not listed. In, it's not listed in the side games at all. I think that is incorrect, IGN. But, you know, it's been a year since I've played Detective Pikachu. So going back in the game, a player must interact with a Mr. Mime to obtain an item. That's incorrect, but we'll continue on. And Letterman had just been watching... The Brad Pitt starring Thriller 7, where they interrogate the bad guy, so it gave him an idea. Quote, I thought it would be really funny if we played the classic film noir detective interrogation scene, but with Mr. Mime, Letterman recalled. The article goes on to talk about how Smith had to act all by himself because both Pikachu and Mr. Mime are visual effects. Um, Okay, so the Mr. Mime scene was almost cut. Quote, full disclosure... I thought no way in a million years would the Mr. Mime scene work. Honestly, it was so weird. I wanted to cut it at one point because I was like, it can't possibly work. It's insane. End quote from Letterman. But he kept it, and once others saw it, it gave him a bit of confidence to keep it in the movie. 
quote, then we just started showing it to people and people were losing their minds. They were cracking up and it was so out there. It became one of the standout scenes. We did previews of the movie. People were cheering to see that section. It was really weird. And then they go on to say the most uncomfortable question was me asking permission to put Mr. Mime in the movie because I went to the Pokemon company and I was like, I have an idea for the scene and it requires uh, realizing Mr. Mime's photo reel in it, realizing Mr. Mime's photo reel into the live action world. They thought about it and based on all the reasons listed above, which was describing how Mr. Mime looks, uh, they literally looked at me and said, like, yeah, you don't want to do that. That's not going to work. That's going to be too weird. That's going to be creepy. For all of the reasons, it can't work. It came to the point where I literally had to ask the president of the Pokemon company, Ishihara. Uh, I gave him the whole pitch, and then he started laughing, and he said, okay, give it a shot. He also had to ask permission because Mr. Mime does not appear in the real game, so he was taking liberties. I'm glad that people at the Pokemon company realize that Mr. Mime is kind of a weird Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, how do you define weird? They're all weird in their own way. I think for the most part, though, people are weirded out by human-esque Pokemon. Yeah, humanoid, yeah. Well, I mean, he's part fairy type, so, I mean, at least he's a fairy. That helps, He or it? she. It, yes, they... Uh, because Mr. Mime is, can be 50% male, 50% female. And why isn't the female version called Mrs. Mime? I've, or look. Miss Mime. I, mm. Miss would be that she took the last name of somebody. Or Miss, Mrs. would be. Miss yes. would be a strong, independent female mime. Look, I don't know. Which we, we want them all to be. but <laughs> At one point, these games didn't have genders. Except Nidoran where they specifically had male or female in their name. <laughs> and then they introduced breeding in Gen 2, and they took the liberty to make something like... See, I always thought Jinx was the mime counterpart. Yeah, because they're both psychic, aren't they? Yeah, and they both don't evolve into something else like Magmar and Elect Electabuzz, but they both have baby Pokemon, which are both very adorable. Smoochum and Mime Jr., Correct. So when they decided to make Jinx all female, you would think they would have made Mr. Mime all male, especially based on its English name. In Japanese, Mr. Mime's name is Barrier, uh, which is honestly, I think, a better name. Well, how is that even a name? That's a descriptor. What? Ditto is a thing that is a word? Uh, yeah, but it's a fun word. <laughs> Barrier is Barrier fine. is not. No, it's not. There's no fun in Barrier. But I do think it's interesting that they needed approval for it. But, yeah. but you're right. They don't say that. Do they need approval because Mr. Mime was like actually not in the game? I, I think that's probably where it comes from. And then people are spinning this as, oh, it's because he's so creepy. I think Mr. Mime is adorable. I like Mr. Mime. I really like Mime Jr. I think Mime Jr. is super cute. Yeah, it is. Well, we will take a quick break. When we got back, we have a little bit of Pokemon Go news. Uh, one regarding a uh, 
confrontation that leads to a restraining order. So we also will... known as only in Wisconsin. <laughs> so we will be right back. Garbage. 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 And we are back from our break. Got some news for you guys. Also, before we start the news, this week's episode of Alola Vacation, which is the uh, Patreon-exclusive side podcast that I do with my wife, Irene, uh, will be free to everyone. I normally put it onto the Patreon-only feed, but obviously if you're not a Patreon member, it's kind of hard to find. So this week's episode uh, will be free for everyone just to celebrate. I try to do a free episode every now and then just because sometimes you're you're just like, I, I don't know if I want to listen to this podcast because it's behind a paywall. I understand. But this week's episode, if you wanted to watch it before we talk about it, uh, or maybe just go in and watch it, is uh, Sun and Moon 037 called Rising from the Ruins. Uh, which involves Rockruff, Ash's Rockruff to be specific. Um, so if you wanted to watch that and then listen along on Tuesday when the episode comes out, it'll be free. It'll be in this feed. So you'll just, it should just pop up normally. Um, and then if you like it and you want to listen to the back catalog of the other episodes, you could sign up for the Patreon. If not, you know, just enjoy it as it is. Uh, I really like this episode. Oh, a bunch. I think it's one of the best episodes in all of the Sun and Moon series. Uh, it's really cute, and it has uh, some actual lore about Rockruff, which uh, the game doesn't really touch on, which is interesting. How come you have a special podcast that you do with your wife, but you don't have a special podcast that you do with me? Is, this, is it not this show? No, because there's always Greg. Oh, or Bobby, or Rachel, <laughs> or Al, or Travis, getting in the way. I don't feel special. Let's, let's do a TCG only. No, no, we don't play the TCG anymore. <laughs> I mean, I could start again. I love trading card games. I love wasting my money. We'll we'll, we'll go back to the drawing board. I just want to say that. So if you see, uh, it'll if you see an episode called "Rising from the Ruins" pop up in your feed. Uh, oh, by the way, you're probably like, where can I watch this episode? It should be on Netflix. If you have Netflix, you should be able to watch it for free. Also, there's this really cool thing called Pokemon.com, which you can go to and you can watch it for free on that. Or there's another really cool thing called Pokemon TV, which is available on iOS and Android. And you can download it for free and then you can watch the episode there. But if you have like a Chromecast or something, you can send it to your TV that way. But you can just watch it for free on your phone or your tablet or your computer. This episode is completely free, which is another reason why I'm making this week's episode for free. Because you can watch it for free and then listen to uh, Irene and my thoughts on it. So uh, that should be out Tuesday, the 23rd. Okay, speaking of something coming out this week... On Wednesday, the 24th, at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time? Sure, why not? I Daylight savings time is weird. Uh, Meltan Shines Again. This is also off Pokemon.com. 
Uh, from April 24th, it will be easier to get your hands on the mythical Pokemon Meltan in Pokemon Go. The waiting period to open the mystery box will be shortened to three days. Plus, beginning at the same time, shiny versions of Meltan will once again appear in Pokemon Go until Sunday, May 5th. If you obtain a shiny Meltan, you can evolve it into a shiny Melmetal if you gather 400 pieces of Meltan candy. Remember that to get the mystery box in Pokemon Go, you will need to connect your Pokemon Go to your copy of Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee, which are games for the Nintendo Switch. You can open the mystery box in Go to cause Meltan to appear for a limited time. Don't miss out on your chance to get shiny Meltan and shiny Melmetal for yourself. Also, don't forget to use the new Go Snapshot feature to grab a few shots of your Meltan in the world. May I offer offer a piece of advice for people? Yes. Uh, Given what happened the last time, so if you're listening to this on Monday, Monday, April 22nd, and you're like, I I gotta transfer a Pokemon into Pokemon Let's Go so I can open my Meltan. Do not resist the urge because if you do it on Monday, you get the seven-day lock. Yes. It doesn't, it doesn't early expire because Wednesday comes around. Wait until Wednesday so that you only have the three-day lock. Maybe wait until Wednesday and have a friend do it first. <laughs> <laughs> what do you so, mean, have a friend do it first? You know, just, just so you case? don't do it too early and then you lock yourself out. Uh, it oh. should be 1 p.m. West Coast. 3 p.m. Central That's, Time, 4 p.m. East Coast. Yeah, nobody cares about Central. You know what? Really, nobody cares about Mountain. The poor Mountain people. They never get, they never get the good time zones. Remember last week? I was there. Yeah, we were there, and I was talking about how there was an egg event, which is still happening, by the way. Where you I can got get so many eggs. Where you can get shiny Buneri, and then they increase the uh, the hatch time for incubators, and you get double candy from things that hatch, and they moved some Pokemon around, because I just hatched myself a, um, a the baby Chimeco, what's it called? Uh, Chingling? Ching- Chingling, yeah. I just hatched a Chingling and a 2K egg. Those were originally in, like, 7K eggs. And then I specifically said... With these events, they need to, like, give us something to entice us to turn on the game. Like, Clash Royale does this all the time. Clash Royale will be like, here's a free legendary chest, or here's a free giant chest, or here's a free emote. That's, at this point, in a in a mobile game's life cycle, you need to really double down on retention. And, you know, just giving somebody an event to do is not particularly good enough especially if they're burnt out but if you give them something on top of the event they're more likely to you know sign in to you know get their free item and then you know play a little bit and then all of a sudden they're back they're back in the deep end and they did that they gave us something what did i miss they gave us four free clothing options four free shirts and two free pants for female if you're male you only get one free pant. Pant? That pair of pants. Uh, that was the fastest I went from excited to completely not excited in my entire life. I almost have excitement whiplash. I mean, it's, it's very cool, especially for people who don't put money into Pokemon Go, to have new clothes. And the clothes are really good. 
Uh, they're very I, Eastery. You get if you're. I've a, got my T-shirt. I've got my pants. I've got my no shoes that I'm never. Yeah, gonna but wear what shoes about this game? what about an open button up? Will no, you're no, not you're I'm, not an open button up kind of guy. No, I'm a sleeveless tank top, suns out, guns out kind of dude. You don't have to log in right now. They're not going to go away. They'll they'll stay here. So get your free clothing. But and that's that's awesome. That is actually what they should be doing. You know, to get people to sign back in. Do they have full-sized socks yet to protect your cold, cold ankles? No socks, unfortunately. After all these three years. Three. And we still have no socks. No male socks. It is a bit of a bummer, really. That would have been a sweet Easter present. Uh, speaking of a sweet Easter present, uh, they, as of today, as of this recording, they added more clothing items to the store. I know this is going to get your uh, motor running, Will. More tank tops? They added three new backpacks. One is in the shape of a 2K egg, green. One in a shape of a 5K egg, orangish, yellow. And then one in the shape of a 10K egg, purple. And for the low, low price of 250 coins, you can buy one of three of these backpacks. But for 750 coins, you can get all three. But... If they each cost 250, 250 times 3 is 750. That's what I said. So no discount. No discount. Ugh. I don't, no, I don't, I don't even want a backpack. See, you're a tank top, guns out kind of guy. I'm a no backpack kind of guy, especially at conventions. I like the no backpack lifestyle. Well, I mean, I like my little cinch bag, my mochi bag, but that's about as far as I'll go. I know you can, like, bring a Switch or bring your DS, and if you're in a line, you can play it. But sometimes it's just very liberating to not have anything. Just have my phone, my wallet, and I'm walking. I'm doing the walk. And then you also don't buy anything because you have nothing to carry it in. That's true. It's a really good way of saving saving money. Well, I always fail at that because you know what? They give you bags at the vendors. (laughs) Niantic, uh, also, there was a a Safari Zone event this past weekend in Singapore. Uh, Not only was there a Safari Zone event, there was the opening of the first non-Japan Pokemon Center, because I guess they're ignoring that the Nintendo Store America is a real Pokemon Center. So the Singapore is the first non Japanese Pokemon Center outside of Japan, I guess. I don't know how to word that, but um, that opened recently. There was a Safari Zone in Singapore where uh, you can you could have got Shiny Shuckle. I think Tropi- Tropius was there, which is the Africa-exclusive Pokemon that was there. And then they also silently released Shiny Lapras, and it seems, according to the Sulf Road, that Shiny Lapras is now out in the world for everyone to get, which is the standard. Normally, after a Safari Zone event, that Shiny Pokemon is available worldwide, as well as will always be, be available going forward. We've seen this with Psyduck. We've seen this with uh, Roselia. We've seen this with Wingle. The Sulf Road is reporting that Lapras, while is very hard to find, uh, has similar rates to a Pokemon like Aerodactyl, which I want to say is like 1 in 60. Uh, if you do happen to find it, it's like a 1 in 60 chance of it being shiny. 
Shiny Shuckle was all weekend, so by the time this podcast goes up, Shiny Shuckle will be no more, but it should have increased rates. I want to say it's like 1 in 100. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was it's the same as Roselia or Psyduck or any of the other Pokemon I've mentioned. Hopefully you got a Shiny Shuckle if you care about that kind of stuff in Pokemon Go. Um, I have not gotten a Shiny Shuckle yet. Well, I got and two. And I have a, got, got a lot of Shuckles. So I can always trade you one. No, I need... I was looking at my Pokedex, and I literally, for my Kanto collection, I only need the regional exclusives. I need a Mr. Mime, and uh, which is the other regional that I need? Kangaskin? Uh, yeah. Thanks, Mark. Uh, I have a Kangaskin. I have multiple ones that I can trade, because I got them from whatever they made Kangaskin available worldwide for like a short period of time. It was like oh, some I missed egg out event. on that. Yeah. Speaking of events, because of the Singapore event, did we talk about the lottery system last week? Or is that was that new? I don't think we did. Okay, I think this is important. So in, in for Chicago's Pokemon Go Fest, we're, we were all curious. I'm sure listeners are curious of like, I want to go to this. Uh, I'm going to have to get 18 computers in front of me all with different web browsers. Over here, I got Chrome, Firefox, Safari, Opera, Netscape Navigator. There's probably another one I can't think. Microsoft Edge. Edge, there you go. I'm, does Linux have a browser? I don't know. They probably do. Uh, you can use... Um, oh, what is the one that's the text only? Oh, I wish I could remember, because that would be funny, but I don't. Open up your terminal, go directly to the website using that, and then hope that you connect to the website faster than everyone else, and then hope you can add ticket to your carts, and then hope that your payment goes through, and then hopefully get well, tickets. No, because I'm ordering tickets through the app. We already established that. Okay, so cancel all those browsers, buy yourself an Android phone, buy yourself an iPhone, buy yourself a... A Windows phone. I don't think they make those anymore, but I'm sure you could still buy them. Wow, Get yourself Pokemon a Palm. Go is not available on the Windows Get phone. Get yourself so. a Palm Pilot. Heck yeah. Uh, and then hope that while inside the app of Pokemon Go, you can connect quickly enough to buy tickets. But what if I told you, you don't have to do that. And you're saying to yourself, well then how do I buy the tickets? Yes, how do I buy the tickets? You get... An opportunity, Will, to buy the tickets. I don't get a lot of opportunities in life, so I'm interested in what you're having to say. So uh, on April 22nd and 23rd, I should actually pull up these dates to verify, uh, you will be able to go into your Pokemon Go app and sign up to say that you want a ticket to Pokemon Go Fest. So that's tomorrow, or wait, when people are listening to this, today and tomorrow. Yes, and then on the 24th, they will randomly select winners who signed up for the lottery, and if you are selected, you can buy tickets. So let's kind of go through this real quick. This, this might sound confusing. It does sound confusing. GoFest will be June 13th through the 16th at Grant Park. Uh, you will be able to... So Grant Park was the first location of Pokemon Go. And then Lincoln Park was the second location in Chicago. Now, before anyone says, oh, it's going to be a disaster, they literally just had a four-day event in Singapore that was flaw-free. 
They literally did Pokemon Go Fest in Chicago last year that was flaw-free. They've done so many other events in the last, like, three years. It's been fine. We already discussed what the issue of the first GoFest was. It was because Verizon and AT&T refused to bring out cows, cellular on wheels, and no one had service. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine as well. Pokemon Go Fest is a ticketed event with limited availability. Your tickets are linked to your Pokemon Go account, and attendance is restricted to one day per person. When purchasing, pay close attention to your ticket date, as you will not be able to change it or attend a different day. Anyone who attempts to attend multiple days will be rejected, and their tickets will be voided without any refund. Trainers who do not have a valid ticket will be unable to see or interact with Pokemon in the park. However, many Pokemon featured in GoFest habitats will be appearing around the world from June 13th to June 16th. Just like Shuckle for us in the Singapore event. General event access. So if you just want a general ticket from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., it's $25. Last year it was 20. They upped it, but they also wow. changed the time. I want to say last year it was from like 10 to 6. I think you are correct, yes. What if you wanted to get in a little bit early, Will? Maybe you wanted a two extra hours of your Go experience. I have seen that line, and that line is dreadful. Well, there was no line last year. But, but the first year there was a line the first... in the place where the line was. Oh, I, I don't think they're doing a fence. Because they already said there's going to be two entrances like last year. Uh, which I'm going to get to. Early access, if you want to get into the event before everyone else, from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., so two extra hours, you can pay $35. Uh, each ticket is linked to a specific gate, north or south. Please note, you must check in at that entrance that your ticket is validated for. How do I get a ticket? You will draw, you can enter the lottery as of April 22nd. There will be an event icon on the main menu of Pokemon Go. During the drawing registration, you provide a contact email address that we will use to inform if you were to, if you are to be selected to purchase tickets. Uh, and you will receive, you will not receive a confirmation for entering the drawing. So no email saying that you've entered. Just trust that you entered. On April 24th at 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, the drawing period will close, and we will select random winners on a rolling basis until all tickets are sold. Please check the in-app event page during this period to find out whether you are selected. If you are selected, you will receive a purchase instructions via the contact email you provided. You have up to 48 hours from when you are selected to complete your purchase. Please note the deadline included in this email is in GMT. Winners are able to purchase four tickets for themselves and or for their friends. You must be great friends or higher, which is a seven days of exchanging gifts. Make sure that you have all the trainer nick nicknames handy and spelled correctly. Once the purchase is complete, you are all set. You are able to check in on your own account at the entrance gate on the day the ticket is valid for. Please note that all ticket sales are final. Refunds and transfers are not allowed. For the couple parents that listen to the show, there's probably more than a couple parents, minors are, all, are able to uh, accompany 
Minors are able to attend when accompanied by a parent or guardian. In order to purchase tickets, their parents or guardians must enter themselves into the drawing to reserve a ticket for themselves or any child that will be attending. That means that if you have a child who is 11, they are not allowed to enter the lottery. So as a parent, you have to hope that you win it, and then you add your child as one of the four to the ticket. So that's how children are able to get in. That works. I think that's that's fair. I mean, what kid has $35 lying around? <laughs> what kid can possibly read the terms and agreements of a lottery system? I have my own opinion about the lottery, but Will, what do you how do you feel about this uh, you know, you have to enter to have an opportunity to buy and then I think with the, having that combined with having it spread over 4 days makes it a lot more accessible to more people. And not just people with fast internet connections. So, or people who are not stuck in a work meeting. In, in a, yes, who can't get out because, uh, excuse me, I've got to buy my Pokemon. Look, the people at my job already hate me for playing Pokemon. So, I can't make it worse. Um, so, yeah, I think, and you get the 48 hours to buy the tickets if you do win in the lottery. And if you don't win in the lottery, you know, hopefully one of your friends who you're at minimum great friends, which, you know, I thought. Like ultra friends would be the requirement, but great friends, that's not so bad. You know, Seven days. A, yeah, I've got a ton of great friends. That's I'm, that's not bad at all. I am actually surprised it's not 30 days because that when they announced this, they gave pretty much everyone a heads up of like, okay, you have seven days to make friends with people, which I guess like is kind of fair. But also like if you're planning on inviting somebody directly, how are you not great friends with them already? <laughs> Yeah, well, like, I don't think that I am friends with Nick at all in Pokemon Go, so sometimes things just fall by the wayside. I guess. And I mean, you never give me presents, although I did get a present from you today, so thank you very much. Yeah, we gotta get lucky now that we're, uh... (laughs) Now that we're, uh, ultra friends? Is that what it's called? No, we're best friends. Best friends, best friends. Great, ultra, and then... I don't know. I don't know the rankings. I'm only I'm only lucky friends with one person. Great is seven. Ultra is thirty. Best is ninety. Ninety? Yeah. Yeah. That took a long time for you to finalize that one. <laughs> I think it's I think it's fine. They've done the the only way to attend like these events in Japan was always a lottery system. And there's actually um, lottery systems for other things in Japan for like the cafes there. Like when Irene went to the BTS cafe, that was technically a lottery system. So it's not like lottery systems are new. It's not like Niantic has invented this. They've been around in other instances. I believe the Singapore event was also lottery. Um, the Brazil event was lottery. And before anyone says like, well, I hate that it's like up to chance that I might not get picked. That's the same for the website stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, like I, it's literally rolling a die, hoping that you can connect faster than other people on a website. Exactly. Yeah, that the vagaries of the internet don't impede your connection to the ticket buying site. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I honestly feel that this implements a kind of buffer in the purchasing process that makes it more fair. So that more people who possibly don't have fast internet connections or you know, aren't sitting at the internet, have an opportunity to get a chance to go to this event, which is, this is going to be the last year in Chicago, right? 
unless they resign. Yeah. Yeah. This is the third year of their contract. Yeah, I'm just hoping that they have a better location next year and not Chicago anymore. What? I mean, Central is okay. Well, you only love Chicago because you can drive there. Yeah, that that's the best part. No one wants well, to live in Chicago, but if oh, you can you get to right. if you can get to Chicago quickly, that's well, that's the. Ch- Are you coming to my house? By the way, I, I imagine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you're gonna fly in Milwaukee. Yes, unless you're flying you- to Chicago and staying there a night. Heck no. I don't know. I don't know the people you know. Trust me. Anybody I know in Chicago, I grieve for. Plus, yeah, I I don't have to pay for a hotel if I stay on an air mattress in your house. I got a new one, too. It's brand new. Well, I don't care for the quality of the air mattress, truly. Just a place to lay my head. I can sleep (laughs) on your couch. I don't care. The cats are going to come attack me anyways. It's true. Speaking of attacking... We're going to take a quick break, and then we have a the Pokemon Go confrontation that we need to talk about. Um, and then we will have our Pokemon of the Week after that. So we will no be, question of the week? No question of the week this week. Greg wasn't okay. here, and I'd for, I think we forgot to remind people. <laughs> uh, but uh, I could pull an email, and we could do that. There you go. Let's do an email. Okay. And we will be right back. Did you know, speaking of buffaloes, that... Buffalo, 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 buffalo is a grammatically correct sentence in English. Incorrect. Buffalo, 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 buffalo. There's a Wikipedia article about it. Buffalo, 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 buffalo. And we are back from our break. Pokemon Go game confrontation leads to a restraining order. A restraining order alleges one player continue to harass another in various locations around Delafield, Wisconsin, with obscenities and threats. This is off WISN Channel 12 here in the Milwaukee area. <laughs> is that your uh, local news? It is my local news, yeah. Full disclosure, this has nothing to do with me. I was not restrained <laughs> or the person filing the complaint. Although, I used to work about uh, three minutes away from Delafield. Well, it's right there on the highway. It is, yeah. You just take 94 right over. Um, yeah. I've actually been to a lot of these parks before to play Pokemon Go. Oh, man, I have a heck of a Pokemon Go story, too. Um, It's not that great. (laughs) This is off local news. You know, I feel like most of the time these Pokemon Go situation happens between two people. They throw the Pokemon Go in to get the clicks, but it's really just one or two humans just being bad humans. As as humans will do, yes, because humans are the worst. There is a... uh, a uh, two-minute video with your news reporter interviewing some random local dude in the neighborhood being like, these are my thoughts. <laughs> your standard news, like, we need a fill. Let's find the next person. Have you heard of Pokemon Go? 
What if we tell you the story? Can we get your opinion? I'm going to read the transcript here. The Pokemon Go frenzy that first swept through the air through Area 3 three summers ago has now turned physical in Delafield. Repeated physical confrontation between two players. They cut to guy uh, Brad Inkelson was surprised to learn that the Fireman's Park was site of a recent Pokemon Go showdown. A restraining order alleges that one player has continued to harass another in various locations around Delafield, with uh, obscenities and threats and more. The court records show the confrontations got increasingly physical, with the latest just on Thursday back here at Fireman's Park. A restraining order, that's taking it over the top, Brad says. The confrontations involved both men in their 50s. No one answered the door when we, quote, the reporters, tried to speak to the man accused of confronting his fellow Pokemon players. But moments later, police and and sheriff deputies arrived to serve a restraining order against him. Delafield police tells Channel 12 News that they've had complaints about the same person since 2016. Over the same game! Confrontations have all revolved around Pokemon Go, and it was him confronting somebody over the game, or somebody he believed was involved in the game. A hearing is set for May 3rd. Police, meanwhile, say they will continue to patrol the parks in Delafield. So, some things, since I watched this video, some of the important takeaways that I found. Number one, Delafield's real small. It's small and very wealthy. Oh, is it really? It is very, very wealthy. Because that guy's house didn't look too nice. But also, his history of crimes particularly included, and I know that this is a hot topic. I thought it was just a hot topic in Milwaukee, but it's obviously all around Wisconsin, a very important uh, legal issue to be dealt with, um, included being in parks after dark. When they were closed. <laughs> How dare he? Can you imagine being cited for, well, I know somebody else who was cited for being in a park after dark, but still, what is like the, the, the lamest crime that you can possibly <laughs> receive a citation for? And you know it's because he was trying to play Pokemon Go in that You park. gotta get those gyms while the other trainers are sleeping. You know what uh, they yeah. say, the, the, you gotta pull a dark cry and be up late to get the gyms while the others are dreaming. That's nobody, that's the nobody classic says that. expression. Nobody says that at all. That has never been said. But like, I mean, are, do you really get a lot of coins from you these get, gyms? You get fifty a day. So uh, yeah. if you do, if you do, you know, a week's worth of. If you do five days, that's a that's a backpack, Will. That's an egg backpack in the shop. Monday well, through Friday, also, get yourself how, a backpack. How many gyms can I simultaneously hold? Well, it doesn't matter. Well, you can hold up to 20. But if you hold like six gyms and they all come back on the same day, you just cap at 50. Oh, so I can only get max 50 coins no matter a how day. many gyms I hold. Correct. Okay. Because I was going to say, those lucky eggs don't buy themselves. That's true. You gotta but, do, you gotta, the lucky eggs are 80 coins. You gotta do two, two days of that. Oh, no, I do the 25 pack for oh, 1,250 coins. 
How many days in the gym is that? <laughs> it's 25 uh, days, folks. Okay. 1,250. Uh, yeah. yeah, 25. Yeah. So you're also telling me that this man is wealthy because he lives in Delafield, but too cheap to spend actual money on Pokemon Go. So he gets um, angry uh, <laughs> when people steal his coins. I, I don't know how restraining orders work. Does it mean that he nest? Oh, well, okay, hold on. That that was no no one. Don't don't clip this out. This isn't Twitch. Okay, <laughs> we're not doing clips. Okay. I know how a restraining order works, but if if they're having confrontations in Delafield Park, that doesn't necessarily mean the man lives in Delafield. It just means that they he keeps going to Fireman's Park. Ah, true, 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 true. But they didn't say that he lives someplace else. That's true. They said this is very focused on Delafield, the seat of all Pokemon Go evil. But it's also Milwaukee reporting on Delafield. Oh. And it's not like, I mean, like, if if you're, like, actually, you know, downtown Milwaukee and you're going out to Delafield, that's like a, that's like 25, 30 minutes. It's not like they're inherently close. I mean, I guess it might be a slow news week to report on. <laughs> Well, no, it's just Wisconsin has this bizarre, like, Obs- focus on Pokemon Go. <laughs> they do. They really do. To be fair, I was in the news about Pokemon Go. <laughs> this is very true. There's just, like, there's just nothing else going on in Wisconsin. The, you're milking cows, you're playing Pokemon Go. It's like, <laughs> there's all the news stories on milking cows have been told. Can so I, finally something new. Can I tell you about my bad experience in Pokemon Go? Please tell me. I was at Elm Grove Park. Have I been to Elm Grove Park? I actually don't think so. Okay. It's one of the hot places to play Pokemon Go. So I, I went downtown Milwaukee to do Shuckle Day or whatever, Shuckle Weekend, whatever you want to call it. So I went to the Third Ward. Nothing was lured up. No one was doing raids. And there wasn't that many Shuckles down there. And I was like, well, this is a bummer. Because when it was like Wingle Day or when it was like Psyduck, and when it was Psyduck Weekend... Like there was snow everywhere, it was cold, but people were still outside ducking it up. I was like, it's sixty five, it's super nice. Like, you know, you don't even need a hoodie out. Sixty five in Wisconsin, people are in sandals. I'm sure you were wearing a hoodie. I was. Uh I also had a scarf on because I'm consistently always cold. But I was like, you know what? I'm down here for an hour, I'll get my shake shack, I'll eat it, I'll go to the park. So I went to the park, same thing. No lures, but there were a couple gyms uh, or a couple raids happening, but I didn't see anyone playing. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just do a lap around the man-made lake in this park. Takes like a half hour to walk around this lake. There's stops along the way. At the end of the lake, which takes, you know, about 15 minutes to walk to if you're not a brisk walk, there is a Latios raid, a a Patios, as your iPhone will autocorrect. And so I get out there. And there's people actually doing it. But, you know, I figured, you know, there's like eight minutes left on the raid. They probably are at the catching point. And one of the guys kind of yells over at me. If you want to get into this raid, there's there's 20 seconds left. And I have my AirPods in. But I can hear. I understand that he's probably shouting that the raid is about to start. I'm not oblivious. I've played this game before. And so I take my headphones off and I go, what? And he just turns and walks away from me and walks back to the group. Like, All right. Well, he didn't hear you say what? Maybe. I've also raided with this person before. It's not particularly a person I have had good experience with, which reminds me back of the story of, you know, people 
The thing about Pokemon Go and why I understand that these situations... Harassment is no laughing matter. I do think it's funny that Wisconsin has, like, this obsession with Pokemon Go. That's why I think it's funny. I don't think, like... I think getting a restraining order about somebody who is harassing you is not funny and should be... It should happen, especially if you're literally just trying to play a video game in a park. But I understand it. But I walk up to the group and they're like... Somebody else says... Oh, you have 15 seconds. And I was like, that's okay. No big deal. And then the person who originally approached me was like, you can't get in now. Less than 10 seconds. I was like, that's fine. No big deal. I was like, I'm just out here catching chuckle. If I could do the raid, I could do the raid. I wasn't planning on doing the raid. You guys have already started. Totally cool. Don't worry about me. I'm going to keep walking. Catch these chuckles. There's about seven, eight people there. And one of the girls goes, well, I already backed out. And then... Oh, classic Pokemon Go. And then a, <laughs> Here we go. a very old sweet lady said, oh, I'll back out too. And I was like, oh, I, you, you, you didn't have to back out for me. It's honestly, I'm sorry. Like, I, I didn't come out here to make you guys back out. I only came out here because it is the path around this lake to catch Shuckle. So we all, we all get back into the raid. We do the Latios. You know, it took 65, 70 seconds, no big deal. And while during the raid, the guy who approached me goes, Who? Who's using the Mewtwo? And this very sweet old lady goes, I- I'm using the Mewtwo. And he goes, Well, it better have Shadow Ball. She goes, It does. It does have Shadow Ball. And I'm thinking, No. Ugh. I just, this lake right here. I just want to climb into it and just perish. This is like everything I hate about Pokemon Go. Who cares? Agreed. Who cares? We did it in 65 seconds. It could have been a Stantler and not a Mewtwo. Who cares? We would have been able to do the raid. It doesn't matter. (laughs) What? Who's using the Mewtwo? It it continues. You know, it continues. Okay. <laughs> we finished the raid. My Latios is not shiny. No big deal. I catch it in the second Pokeball. And then after I catch it, I go back and I catch the two shuckles around. And he looks at me and he goes, what was your CP? And I was like, what? Your CP for Latios. Your CP. What was your CP? I don't know, dude. I didn't look at it. What what, what was it? What was your CP? Man, look, I don't care about CP. I don't care about IVs. I just caught it. I have no clue. He goes, well, I didn't ask you about IVs. Oh, no. All right, dude. You need to get a restraining order. (laughs) My CP was 2021. And then he, he doesn't say anything. I just, I told him my CP was 2021. I went into my, I... Ran away from the shuckle I was trying to catch. I went into my I went into my poke box. I looked at the Latios 2021. I say it's 2021, and he just walks away. It's it's mind blowing wow. to me. Not that these people exist, but it's mind blowing to me how like that ruined the rest of my day. That whole interaction of like. Somebody else getting frustrated that everyone backed out to let me in, even though I didn't ask. Frustrating that, like, they were actively complaining about somebody using a Mewtwo. The, like, 
you hear what is your CP of that Latios, like, and then getting frustrated that I didn't care about that really puts a damper <laughs> on you. Know, I'm just out here trying to catch Shuckle. <laughs> why, why did we have to have this interaction? So, see, that's why pretty much 90% of the time, right? So, yesterday I was playing um, because on Saturday mornings I like to take a hike. And I told you the story about how I ended up walking seven and a half miles. That's fine, whatever. But yeah. I was playing Pokemon Go the whole time. And the way that I do it is with my Pokeball Plus. And nobody knows the wiser that I'm playing Pokemon Go as I'm walking across into the next state over and then walking on back. And you know what? Maybe I didn't get any shiny shuckles, but you know what I also didn't get? attitude from other Pokemon Go players. <sighs> well, did catch a lot of Shuckles, though. I think, like, in Pokemon Go, I've had so many good interactions, though. Like that like that sweet old lady who was using Shadow Ball Mewtwo. Bless her heart. She was very fun to now, talk by to. by old, do you mean, like, Will Anderson age, or do you mean old, like, I mean, like, Will retired. Okay. I'm, like, like, 65 plus. She clearly... Likes Pokemon Go. She put a lot of time in. She was very easy to talk to. Uh, I think I cracked a joke and she laughed. She said Riolu wrong and somebody corrected her and she was like, oh, that's how you say it. Cool. Like she was a very, what surprisingly it was not me who corrected her. I think she called it uh, Rioli or something like that. It doesn't matter. Ravioli. Um, Ravioli. <laughs> my favorite of Pokemons. And honestly, I would probably continue playing with this old lady. She was, she was a sweetheart. Uh, and then you have the other extreme of, you know, hardcore, serious, socially awkward. Like, whether this person is, you know, Pokemon Go was the first game that got them into out of the house into a social set, uh, like a social environment, like interacting with weird people. I think that they're, they clearly, maybe, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's hard to judge somebody, but I've raided with them before and like this, the behavior of like yelling at somebody. And then the person saying what, and then them just turning their back, and then them asking you a question, and then you finally giving them the answer, and then them turning their back and not saying anything. Uh, I just don't think they're, like, socially aware of how to, like, talk to people, but, like, actively yelling also at somebody for using, quote-unquote, the wrong Pokemon, even though it was the right Pokemon. Whatever. It's, it's just put a real damper on the rest of my shuckle day. Yeah, but you know that these people <laughs> these people <laughs> these people you can find them in in all of the gaming environments right, right? yeah it's I, not unique to go one of the things that killed me on the pokemon tcg is like when you sit down and you're playing against somebody and they're like oh so you're playing uh keldeo blastoise and then they're like well how come you don't have uh, the Curum, black Curum EX. That why why don't you have that? And you're like, because I'm too poor and I didn't buy it. All right, whatever, <laughs> dude. Why are you critic? And then they're like all bent out of shape because like, why aren't you playing with against me with the best deck possible? Blah blah. blah. I'm like, oh, dude, just I came here to have fun with some cardboard and ink. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's like, and, and even in the VGCs, they're like, oh, so you got this team, but you don't have this move on your. Oh, I, well, I know your strategy, and then you like play whatever, and they're like, you didn't play that strategy right. It's like, well, whatever. I was just playing the game here, <laughs> trying yeah. to have a good time. <sighs> it's all a bummer. <laughs> it's just all a bummer. 
I remember when we played games in our house and didn't talk to anyone and it was the good life. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> well, see, we that's gotta... the problem. It's like when you when, when we play Pokemon Go and it's like eight of us playing together and, and once again, we don't have to deal with other people, then it's a lot of fun. But when you're out there on your own and you have to interact with strangers or even like we did last weekend and there were six of us and some strangers felt comfortable enough to walk up and talk to us. I Let oh. it be clear. I have no problem meeting new people. I, I like it. I mean, my job on Twitch is like consistently meeting new people and stuff. Obviously, there's a difference there because there's a. The internet separates us, but like I am. The difference there is you have moderators. That's what you need moderators to walk around oh, with you while you're playing. That's Pokemon true. Go. That's good. That's good because then before they get to me, the moderators are like, mm -mm, "You, mm, I know Steve's not gonna like this dude. <laughs> Cut that person out." No, I have no problem meeting new people. It's just frustrating sometimes how. Uh, how somebody can just say something can uh, really put a damper on things. Well, yes, that's 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 one of the pitfalls of human interaction. Uh, speaking of people saying stuff, let's do a couple emails. There's probably email music or a, a done that I put in between this, but uh, we haven't done emails in a while. If you want to send us an email, we'll probably do a, an upcoming email only show. Uh, coming up here, so... When they stop pouring so much news out for us. I know. Yes. How can you do a Pokemon podcast for eight years? What is there to talk about? Let me tell you. <laughs> if only I there imagine... was less to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I imagine after Detective Pikachu premieres, maybe like June. Now, well, maybe like there'll be a brief week in June when things might slow down a yeah. tiny little bit. Hopefully. SBJ at PKMNCast.com or Will at PKMNCast.com if you really want to email Will instead of me. Uh, or, if you can't remember either of those, PokemonPodcast.com and then hit the email button. All three of those ways will get the emails to us. This one is from James from Boston. Says, hi, I didn't know where to send emails regarding this nature, so I hope it gets to the right spot. I recently went to PAX East in Boston and I had an extremely fun time, especially oh, at dear. the Let's oh, no. <laughs> Fight Over the <laughs> no. Best Pokemon panel. Oh, no. <laughs> Prior to this, I had never listened to its super effective podcast. Hey, look at our panels do something. They get more listeners. Well, my panels get more listeners. I don't know what your past experience has brought us. Apparently not. I only started listening to the po uh, listening to all the Pokemon conversations I missed. Well, thank you, James. However, I do bring some sad news. I went to PAX with my sister, who got in line to argue that Chikorita was the best Pokemon. After it was called... Uh, after it was called that only three or more people would get chances to present their argument, my sister sat back down as she was the fourth person in line. So I'd like to ask you guys of the podcast, what are your thoughts on Chikorita? Does she have a placement on the list of best Pokemon? Further thoughts on possibly making Meganium Grass Fairy in the upcoming Switch game to make it more relevant. Thank you so much, and I hope to catch up on podcasts soon. James. <sighs> Well, they're not going to change the typing of a starter. They would have when they introduced Fairy. Yeah. 
that 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 would have happened at that so point i think that time. ship has sailed but i will say fairy has or sorry grass has the grass starters have the most variety um there are three fire fighting fire pokemon starters but there are also three pure water starters but grasses had a pretty good variety um compared to the fire and water counterparts you got ghost you got poison what else do you got up in ground there? ground <sighs> some good pure stuff pure grass two pure grass i think Viper and Meganium are pure grass um oh every... sorry not Viper. uh superior Sur- superior yeah what would we if we? I don't have the chart in front of me, so I'm not sure who's number one or number two or number three or number four. I'm hopefully Lucario's near the bottom, but uh, you know, Chikorita. If we're just judging Chikorita on not its evolutions, Chikorita's pretty good. Uh, on aesthetics, Chikorita's real cute. Yes, and it has a great shiny, and Ash's Chikorita is pretty great. I think in the cartoon, yes, Chikorita is a winner. Mm-hmm. Little weird pear leaf thing. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say Chikorita's probably top ten material, but definitely higher than uh, definitely higher than a Lucario. <laughs> the Roman Reigns of the Pokemon world. So I'd put uh, I'd put Chikorita in the thirties. Top thirties, okay. Yeah. It's pretty good. There's 800 between, Pokemon. Between 30 and 40, yeah. I don't have the list in front of me, so I can't remember like how far we went this past time. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, speaking of older episodes, just because James brought this up, um, we are working to restore uh, episodes to both the website and the podcast feeds. Now, even if we were to... Uh, I think we're missing... Because at one point... um. Well, I guess this is still the case. All the episodes are on SoundCloud, but I deactivated the SoundCloud premium, stopped giving SoundCloud money ultimately. Um, So they're there. They're just hidden because I don't want to pay the $15 a month. But we're working to move those over to our new podcast provider. Unfortunately, something like iTunes only looks at the last 250 so you wouldn't be able to see them anyways. So it's important that hopefully before spring is over slash early summer, Hopefully, my goal is before spring is over is to restore all the podcasts to the website where they will live forever and ultimately get it on the feed. So other podcast service. I don't know. I think Spotify goes all the way back. Um, but I know iTunes only looks at the last 250. We're working- you need to restore my old Pokemon of the Week articles that I wrote for the website. They're, that's classic, <laughs> I th- wonderful work. I think those are still there. Um, I'd have Some to look. of them are not. So we're in the process of restoring that, but um, I know some people have been asking where where some of the original episodes are. I think it's kind of a blessing that you can't find the first, I would argue, 100 episodes of this show. Hey, no, they started to get great around uh, 86. Okay, sure. (laughs) We'll do one more email here. This is from Nick from uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida. That sounds like a place. Sure. Uh, hey, SBJ and crew, I found the pod about a month ago. Two new listeners. Thanks, James, and thanks, Nick. And I've been obsessed ever since. You guys make the workdays much easier to get through. I have two questions. 
Do you think there are any more legendaries or mythicals down the road that will get mega versions? Or just special alternative forms for them? And question number two is, do you guys think each gen will get its own Let's Go version uh, to keep up with the Let's Go Pokedex? And if so, which Pokemon would you guys want to see be in the uh, Pikachu and Eevee of future generations? Well, I don't know if they're going to be doing any more Megas. But I really hope all- they do. You, that would be cool. Alternate forms? That's money in the bank right there. That absolutely we could doing alternate forms. They're doing every the the steel form dudes, according to 4chan. I'm sorry, the armored. Oh, forms. the armored forms. Yes. I mean, if we're, if we're talking megas, it's it is a real bummer to me that there is only one Gen Five mega and one Gen Six mega. And the Gen Five mega is Audino, which is just why. Um, I mean, I like Audino; it's it's cool. Uh, so I would like to see. This is what I would like to see for Megas. I don't think they should go away. I don't think they're going to go away. Um, although I will, you know, get on my high horse about Gen Five being good because it introduced hidden abilities, which I think have sometimes when people talk about Gen Five, they overlook a lot of great things about it, like the seasons, like the unlimited yeah. TMs. Like the yeah. start of getting rid of HMs because you can go through pretty much all of black and white without requiring surf. There's a lot of great things about these games. But another thing that people forget is that Gen 5 introduced hidden abilities and those have not gone away. I really miss the whole where you could like go put your Pokemon into the dream world yeah. and then you go to the website and you play games on the website and I then you could get special Pokemon back from that. Gen 5 was ahead of the time. It, honestly, Gen 5 was ahead of its time. I, I really think that if Gen 5 came out, you know, two or three years later, it would have been, I think people would have just, the internet would have been in a better place for all of that kind of stuff, I feel. Yeah, I think you're right. So, for Mega specifically, it kind of bothers me that, like, there are the the Kanto starters and the Hoenn starters that have Megas, and I feel like if they're just going to flush that out and kind of, quote-unquote, finish it off, I feel like every starter should have a Mega. It kind of seems weird to me that, you know, poor Feraligator and Typhlosion and Meganium don't have Megas, which is actually going back to James's question. I think Meganium could get love in the sense of a Mega form. Then that one could have fairy type as part of its mega, sure. By default, starters should have megas, uh, and I would just like to see some Gen 5, Gen 6, and Gen 7 Pokemon have megas. Not a lot. Um, I think we're we're very good with Gen 1 Pokemon having megas. There's quite a few of them. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's just my opinion when it comes to, you know, adding more megas. I, I do like megas. I think they're they're a nice touch. Um, I know not everyone does, but also, you know, not everyone likes Vanillite, even though that's a good Pokemon. Well, I just, I like Megas because they, they, you know, it's like, here's this Pokemon that nobody cared about. It was getting rusty and dusty. And now wait, it's got all this all cool new stuff that it can do. And so you take it out of the box again and you play with it. So. Oh yeah. Like no one really cared about Manetric or Metacham, but their Megas are incredible. Well, like Mawile, which I, I, you know, who Mawile is just not competitive. And then it got the Mega, and Mega Mawile was like, I, I brought that to VGC competitions and wrecked people. That was so cool. As for like the Let's Go games, that, that question comes off often. I think we've talked 
about it before. I'm not 100% sure, but it's hard to say because I can't imagine. So Game Freak was making, I would assume, four games at once or maybe maybe three to four games at once. They were working on Pokemon Quest, arguably one of the best Game Game Freak games ever made. Uh, They were working on Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. And then they were working on Pokemon Sword and Shield. I mean, obviously, when Let's Go Eevee, let Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee came out, it's not like they started on Sword and Shield. They were working on them both at the same time, and they were they're working on Town. So again, I can't imagine that like, you know, Pokemon Quest came out, and then in like five months they had the preview for Town at E3, and would assume that. They have multiple teams working on multiple things. So I do find it hard to believe that they would have been working on or thought about working on anything past Let's Go. I think, you know, once Let's Go finished, they probably have merged both of those teams to be all hands on deck for Sword and Shield. Um, So I find it hard to believe they even thought about maybe a sequel to that. Also, when it comes to, like, video game stuff, you usually... You know, don't start a sequel, you know, two, three months after a game comes out if if that game might not do well. Well, I mean, they could eventually come out with what it would be. What would it be like? Uh, let's go Pichu. Let's go Togepi. Okay, so that's garbage because no one wants to play through an entire game with Togepi or Pichu. <laughs> They're both but, extremely weak. I, but they just hang out with you. So I think they, the reason. <laughs> your little baby. I think if they were to do future Let's Go games, the reason Pikachu and Eevee work is because they were both established as starters before. Let's Go Pikachu is a remake of Yellow. In Yellow, you get Pikachu, and your rival gets Eevee. (laughs) In no game do you ever get Togepi or Pichu as a starter where you could make the... You could... Put logic to Eevee because your starter gets Eevee and then picks um, its evolution based on how well or how bad you do at the beginning of the game, I think, is how that works. Really? Yeah, I think if you lose to him in a certain fight, the he evolves as Eevee in a certain way. Wow, how forward thinking. But I think if they were to do a Let's Go Johto, I think either one, it's the opportunity to make three versions of a game. And do Chikorita, Totodile, and Cyndaquil. Or just do two versions of a game and call it gold or silver and just pick the starter. Because I think why Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee works is because it is a direct remake to Yellow. And people remember picking Pikachu on top of, you know, Pikachu is so dominant in the anime. So I think that works. I think if somebody is coming to a Pokemon game for the first time, if you're forced into having a garbage Pokemon that you can't evolve like Togepi and or a garbage hey, Pokemon. Togepi is not garbage. Togepi is super not that great. Togepi <laughs> even even something where, finger. where people suggest Meryl, which also doesn't really make sense because like if you're like I I I honestly don't believe that Meryl is as iconic as as something like a Togepi, like Togepi has the anime to back it. Uh, and but I mean, P- Meryl P- was, was advertised as Pika Blue. Yeah, but that's because the internet didn't fully exist. I don't think a lot of people, like, I don't think Meryl stands out any more than something like Snubble. Like, if you were to ask somebody, like, top 10 Pokemon, 
I would, I, I, as somebody who doesn't play Pokemon, they would probably say like Charizard, Pikachu, Mewtwo, Psyduck, like any of the starters, and probably Togepi. Meryl would not make that ten, top 10 list. I agree. Like Togepi for sure would just because Misty carries one through almost her entire anime, you know, presence. So I think it's, I think it's important to have strong Pokemon. And I don't think, like, if you were to do Togepi, I guess you could do Pichu, but like, and the argument could be like, well, Pikachu and, and Eevee are not that great Pokemon, but like, Pikachu's iconic and Eevee is overwhelmingly super popular. So even though it's not as great stat wise, uh, well, it's sure the heck better than Togepi stats also. <laughs> Togepi is a baby. Togepi is a baby, and Gen 2 would obviously pick two babies, but then it also, like, then you think about how, like, Eevee rides on your hat and Pikachu rides on your shoulder. You can't really put a Togepi on your shoulder or your hat because it's round. It would roll off. Like, Misty holds it in both hands the entire time because it's literally a baby egg that you can't balance on your head or balance on your shoulder. So that would also seem weird that you're just, like, holding... I think it would also have to be a Pokemon that you can't possibly hold. And let's be real, no shade at Meryl, but it's I feel like it's a little too round to like hold on to your shoulder. It has a little bit of a belly. You just hate round things. No, I like Dedenne a whole lot. But well, did, could Dedenne ride uh, on your shoulder? Dedenne, well, Dedenne doesn't have a stomach. It's a little flatter. I think Dedenne can ride on your hat. I think it rides on Bonnie's hat the entire time. What if I get like a baby Bjorn and put my Togepi in that and carry it like in a sling over my shoulder? Oh, that'd be all right. I guess it's a little creative. I could I could hold a Meryl that way too. I'm actually super surprised though that we haven't gone through three games. I know that's well. It's hard to like apportion out the version exclusives as you get more and more <laughs> versions. I mean, Yokai watched the three games. <sighs> Yokai watch. No, I can't. I just, I can't go there. I, I still only buy one version of the game because I know enough people, luckily at this point in my life, that I can get any exclusives traded to me. Uh, but to answer next question, I think based on the sales that we've seen of Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, I think it would be foolish that they didn't make a newer one. Oh, I'm sure they will. They're probably going to get into a phase of just alternating every other year where one year it's a let's go, one year it's a more traditional style. You know, it's 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 hard to say. I don't think we've gotten actual sales numbers since December, which was 10 million. Right, that's nothing to sneeze at. So we'll have to wait. But to put in perspective, so in November, they reported that Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee sold 10 million copies. Put that in perspective... Um, Heart Gold Soul Sequel, Heart Gold Soul Sequel, Soul Soul Silver, a uh, Heart Gold Soul Silver sold 12 million copies. I think that Let's Go has will easily surpass that in sales. It probably already has. Um, and also keep in mind the difference. Well, one those sales like we don't know the last four months of sales or five months of sales because it's already April, so we don't know how many it's sold in the last five months. We also know that there's only 36 million switches out there, which which at that point, the, the adoption rate is like one in three switch owners got Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, which is pretty incredible. But we also know that the DS where SoulSilver 
and Heart Gold debuted had a there's 150 million 3DS or DSs out there. As there will be more switches inevitably, uh, or eventually, the Let's Go games will continue to sell. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And people are waiting for the new Switch. Like, people are always going to be waiting for the next system iteration from Nintendo, and then they just never buy a system because they're always like, I'm waiting for the new one. The new, new one. Yes. Um, so thanks for the emails. Let's wrap up the show. Pokemon of the Week, Will. All right. So our clues for last week's Pokemon of the Week. Did you think you got it? Do you think you know what it is? Can I get the clues again? <sighs> For our listeners, of course, not for me. Uh, I, not, I, not. Hmm. Wait, I'm trying to find it. <laughs> oh no, where is it hiding? Oh no, oh no. Wait a minute. There, there it is. Okay, so the clues from last week um, is it. It used to be the final evolution for its line. Okay. It is a monotype. Uh it can have the hidden ability damp. All right. Um it is part of the dragon egg group, which Ooh. is not one of its types. Um and in Pokémon Ranger, Ooh. uh its browser entry says this Pokémon forcefully spits blobs of water capture it before it slips underwater so what do you think i think it is cedra you are correct congratulations there were a lot of people who guessed that uh i looked up hidden ability damp and it narrowed down my options (laughs) well see that's what we call cheating (laughs) i know i know and also let me put it out into the universe i don't care if it's monday at four o'clock p.m eastern and you think you figured out who the pokemon of the week is i'm not telling you (laughs) whether you did or you didn't you have to listen to the next episode gets you coming back exactly i forgot that's the whole reason we haven't been doing trivia on the pokemon of the week yeah trivia give me some cedra trivia i got some for you cedra shares the category with horsey kingdra dratini and its evolutions salamance and gudra they're all known as the dragon pokemon which is weird because cedra is not a dragon it's not cedra is the only pokemon that has the ability poison point without without being poison type itself Interesting. I could have included that in the description. Cedra's EVs yield one defense, one special attack, which is unique. Uh, and Cedra has a pretty good shiny. Uh, instead of having uh, like yellowish highlights on its fins and chest, uh, it has like hot pink highlights, which are pretty great. Nice. I want them to do a Mega Cedra. I mean, Mega Kingdra. No, I want them to do a Mega Cedra because they're that we like respect. Because in Gen One, Cedra was the final evolution of Horsey, mm-hmm. and then Gen Four came around, and it was like too many, you know, too many uh, Megas for Gen One. Oh, I guess. Uh, give us our clues for next okay. week. Okay. In Washington, D.C., it has been a tradition since 1891 for African-American families to spend the Monday after Easter at the Smithsonian National Zoo. 
Some speculate that this started because African Americans were not allowed to attend the egg roll at the White House, which began in 1878. Whatever its origins may be, the tradition continues even today. While the Easter Monday and Earth Optimism celebration is open to all families, it is a notable event for the African American community in Washington, D.C. One of my favorite exhibits is along the Asia Trail in the western part of the zoo, closest to Connecticut Avenue. Much like the San Diego Zoo, this section includes the panda bears, which are resident as a gift from China. It also contains my favorite animal that can be found at the National Zoo, which is the animal this week's Pokemon of the Week is based on. This week's Pokemon looks very cute, but comes with a warning. It does not like to be touched or held. Funnily enough, this Pokemon does look very similar to the animal it is based off of. Strangely enough, the actual animal is named as if it's related to giant pandas, but it actually has more in common with weasels, raccoons, and skunks. It also tends to be arboreal, living in trees rather than on the ground. This week's Pokemon can be compared to another panda-based Pokemon. They both share a common typing as well. One big difference, though, is this week's Pokemon cannot be damaged by ghost-type moves. This Pokemon has the hidden ability Cute Charm. When it is hit by a contact-making move, the attacking Pokemon may become infatuated. An infatuated Pokemon has a 50% chance that it will not attack. This week's Pokemon loses Cute Charm when it evolves. Very similar to Pandas, the real-world version of this Pokemon has a diet that primarily consists of bamboo. That's all I got for you this week. <laughs> I actually think I know it. Uh, I, I tried to make it easy. All right. Well, we will be back next week, of course, for some housekeeping here. Uh, I will be in Boston the 25th, 26th, 27th, and 20... Uh, no, not the 28th. I technically fly out that morning. So the 25th, 26th, and 27th, I will be in the Boston area. PAX East 2. PAX East 2, as we're calling it. I should be playing Pokemon Go on Saturday, weather permitting, in the Boston Common Parks. So if you are in the area and you want to say hi, no con needed. Uh, well, PAX 2, of course. Uh, but you want to play Pokemon Go or just hang out or maybe grab a coffee or something. I don't know what my complete schedule is. I'm going to do a little business there um, while I'm there. Some of you might know Nick, who is our who does all the music for the show, lives in Boston. So I'll be meeting with him. Um, I'll be I'll be there. So if you're in the area, that's where I'll be this weekend. Um, so podcast will still resume i'll be back sunday night so i'll still be able to do the podcast and then um no streams thursday friday saturday on twitch but other than that same old same old uh you can follow will on twitter at washing the sink you can follow myself on twitter at dragging a lake and you can follow the podcast on twitter at pokemon podcast uh otherwise i think that's it Thank you to everyone who left us a review in Apple Podcasts. Thank you for making it to the end of the show. Uh, and good luck on your Pokemon Go Fest lottery uh, as you'll be, able to be, you'll be able to sign up on the Monday and Tuesday for that. We'll be back next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. 
And we are super. I'm supposed to say something funny because it's just me, but now I can't think of anything. That's what we are. Super that. Big thank you and shout out to all the producers of It's Super Effective. Kevin, Cygnus, Jeff, Hatmatrick, Catherine, Alex, Anthony, and Michaela. Thank you so much for supporting the show. If you made it to the end of this and you would like to support the podcast, you can head over to isc.cash. And for $5 a month, you can get access to our anime podcast, Alola Vacation, exclusively for patrons of this show. Thanks.